Welcome to the Of Course You Did podcast, your go-to source for brain-based mindset tools and highly effective business strategies that will help you create a truly aligned business. I'm your host, Brooke Alexander. I started out having no idea how to coach people or how to build a successful business to building an internationally accredited coach training and certification program, the Created Coach Method the most interactive, high-touch online NLP and coach training experience. Each week, we're going to dive into the concepts, skills, and methods that will help you increase your impact, profits, and authority. Want to learn how you can become a standout coach? Join my free training, which walks you through the exact things you need to focus on to become the go-to coach at createdmindacademy.com slash standoutcoach. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode, and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Of Course You Did podcast. I am your host, Brooke Alexander. I just wanted to quickly jump in to introduce our guest for today's podcast, Jenny is a Created Coach Method graduate, so she has learned NLP, hypnosis, quantum time release, EFT, life and success coaching. And in this episode, Jenny and I talk about how she has incorporated the tools that she learned inside the Created Coach Method with the other modalities that she is trained in. Jenny knows a lot of other things as well, and it was really, really awesome to be on the journey with her and watch her as she incorporated the tools that she was learning to create her own unique coaching style. This is something that I promote and encourage so much with my coaching clients, with my students, and that's to really create your own thing. You don't have to do things the way that you've seen other people do them. And Jenny did a really, really good job of incorporating all of the tools that she's learned. Jenny is amazing. And I'm really excited for you to hear this episode. You're going to learn the thought process that she went through, her experience learning all of the tools, the limiting beliefs and challenges that came up for her along the way when she was creating her own unique coaching style. So I've left all of Jenny's contact details, contact details, like her Instagram and stuff in the show notes. So definitely reach out to Jenny, give her a follow. Let me know what you think of this episode and we're just going to dive right into it. Hi Jenny, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have you here today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here to chat with you, to reconnect. So good. And everyone who's listening, we there was an episode a few weeks ago that Jenny did where Jenny interviewed me for her podcast. And then I put that on this podcast. So you may have already heard Jenny, if you recognize it, her voice, this is her. It's, it's correct. Um, <laughs> but today we're going to chat a little bit about um, Create a Coach. So you're a Create a Coach graduate. And I want to chat just a little bit about the course and how you have incorporated the tools that you have learned in the Create a Coach method into the other modalities that you're trained in because you're trained in quite a few different things. And I have been able to experience you incorporating your different modalities. Like I've been through sessions with you. They were amazing. Love them. Um, and so I want to share what that's like for people, because one of the main things that I like to teach and talk about in Created Coach is that 
people are going to want to work with you for you. You don't have to do things the way that you've seen other people do them. And you can create something that doesn't exist before. You can be trained in a few different things and then combine them all to create an amazing experience for your clients. So that's the gist of what we're going to chat about today. Uh, first of all, I want to talk a little bit about Created Coach. And can you let us know why you decided to even do a coach certification at all? What was the kind of, what were you thinking and feeling at that moment? Mm, absolutely. So I like my story, like real brief is that I had a burnout in 2018 and I knew that working in corporate life was just not my forever. It wasn't even, I didn't really choose it. Like the corporate life chose me. I fell, <laughs> fell into it. Um, and I knew that I really wanted to help people and to really support people in creating a better lives for themselves. And especially people who maybe gone down a similar path than me that, you know, you kind of fall into, into patterns and you're, you're told that you have to go to university and you have to do these things and you have to like follow the blueprint. And I was just really like, this is, this is not how it needs to be. Um, and I'd kind of first heard of coaching through Tony Robbins. I'm sure a lot of people can connect with him. Um, like he's really big on the NLP. He's not, maybe not everybody would be his biggest fan. Um, I know I definitely have learned a lot from him, but his style is very like, I don't want to say aggressive, but it's very like, it's in your face. Um, but this is when I first heard of coaching and I was like, okay, I, this, this, this is what I want to do. Like, this is talking to people. This is connecting with people. And I know that I can talk to people from my experience, but is that really going to be helping people to understand their experience? Like just because I went through it doesn't mean that I'm an expert. I'm an expert from my experience. Um, and I was just feeling that in order to truly be able to connect with people and to be a guide and to be of real support for their transformation, I needed, I need to go and do my own education and I knew that I didn't want to spend like four years going to university and doing psychology or this was just not the path for me. Also, because I want to focus more on the future. A lot of stuff I, I do also connects with the past because sometimes I think we have to we have to look back a little bit to understand so we can move forward. But essentially, I'm looking forward. We're looking at where we're going rather than where we've always come from. And so that's when I started looking for coaching certifications. I started hearing about the ICF, the International Coaching Federation, um, because of course, as soon as you go into Google and you type in coaching certification, you're going to get the Udemy and all of these like hundred euro, hundred dollar programs. And I was just kind of like, this isn't really going to cut it. Like <laughs> this is not going to have the information that I need to actually help people. Um, and then when I found Created Coach Method, I instantly fell in love with the whole program because first of all, I was like, oh, I can do this from home. Like I don't need to be anywhere because I, I live in Germany. And so I was also worried that I'm only going to find German courses and I'm going to have to be there in person. So having that online availability was perfect for me. But I also love the fact, like with all of the modalities that were taught, like you really get given this beautiful choices of, of what you, how you can support people. 
Um, and from there, you can also take what works for you, right? You don't have to use all of them, but you can actually just experience so many of them to be able to, to understand how you feel about them. Cause that's also really important for, for helping people. But yeah, I feel like I gave you a really long answer. Um, but yeah, I was just really feeling like I, I need to have a certification, um, not to have the stamp of the certification, but to actually be resourced to, to do the work that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. There are so many nuggets in what you've just said. First of all, the one you just reiterated about needing the education because you were an expert in your own transformation and that's all well and good, but there are so many important things that you need to learn when you are even being the guide. You need to learn how to listen. You need to learn how to let your client lead the way. You need to learn how to stop thinking about your own shit when you're in your client sessions. Like there are so many things that that if you don't know that you don't know them, then you're going to like do these things in your session. So it's so great that you, you knew that you needed the education and like that you prioritize that you put your clients first by training yourself and and getting trained. Um, And another thing that I really love that you said was that you didn't want to go to university and study psychology and that you wanted to, you knew the distinction there between like psychology and therapy is helping people process their past and coaching is helping people set goals for the future. And yes, we do have to look back to, to move forward, but in coaching, we're not helping people process their past traumas, their past experiences. We're legally not allowed to. Um, so that's awesome that you, you know, that, and, um, (laughs) and that you want to help people move forward because if you think that like, Oh, I want to help people with their, their life and, and, coaching and then you go and get a psychology or a therapy psychology degree I think that's what it's called psychology degree whatever you become a therapist (laughs) and then you realize oh therapy is all about the past um you've made a very like expensive mistake um so yeah coaching is definitely future focused um and we're going to get into a little bit about how you can take what you like from the course, from all of the different modalities. I also think they complement each other really well. Like even if you only want to use hypnosis, even you can take bits that you learn from NLP and incorporate that into the hypnosis that you do with your clients. But whatever, I'm going on a tangent already. We'll get into that. Um, The next question I have is, um, I want to know if there were any internal shifts that you experienced as a result of experiencing these techniques and learning the techniques, like did any, any insights come up for you? Did you have any kind of like, I don't know, whatever does, what does that question bring up for you? You know, it's really funny because actually if I start reflecting back, there was, what did I do? Was it 2019 or 2020? I don't remember, but I was still doing 20. Okay. I was still doing a lot of my own, my own stuff. And I think at the time I felt little shifts doing some of the techniques. Um, but I was personally still, I had a lot of like blocks within myself. I was still really this high performer, this wounded masculine, um, really about doing and found it very difficult to receive. So actually when I was going through the certification, it was still really like ticking boxes for me, but I know that the thi- like the things that I learned 
in there really planted the seeds for how my whole life has been since my whole life, the whole two years um, <laughs> since since then. Um, for example, with with EFT, didn't know about it before, had no idea, and I really I really utilize that for myself now, and and it's more of a, I think the course at that time gave me, it was like hope, you know. <laughs> I know that sounds really cheesy, but it was like a hope that and a belief that there are things and tools out there that I now know for self-utilization whenever I am in need, whenever I'm in crisis. And whenever that crisis rises, right, that's where I have to call on my own strength and my own willpower to be able to actually go back to my manual and actually use the tools, right? I mean, it's the same with everything. Just because you buy the app machine doesn't mean you're going to use it. Uh, don't recommend buying them, by the way. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so it, it, it was more that going through the course gave me, planted the seed so that I I had that trust that that there was something there that could help me through through the times because there was, yeah, there's been a lot of times where I've where I've called on that. And, you know, even doing my own timeline therapy, even doing my own hypnosis, like I record my own hypnosis as hypnosi, hypnosis, <laughs> plural, um, many times. And and I think this was the biggest, the biggest shift in terms of my overall being that has, yeah, been with me since. I love all of that. I love it. That was amazing. <laughs> when you are learning these techniques, it's always important. And when you're learning anything, when you're learning how to be a coach, it's so important to be your own client, like to be your, what's the saying? To be your best client, to be your first client. Like you have to learn how to use these tools for yourself. You need to know what, what it's like to be on the experiencing client end of all of these things. And all of these things, everything that you learn and create a coach, you can use with yourself on coaching. So in NLP, we say that NLP is a do with process, not a do to process. And so whenever I'm talking about like doing NLP on myself, I'm like, do I do it with myself then? Or am I doing NLP <laughs> on myself? Um, but when you, I'm going to say, when you're doing these techniques on yourself, you get to experience what it's like not only that, but you can also teach your clients how to do it for themselves between sessions with you. So you're empowering them oh to, gosh, yes. to be in control of their own lives and not rely on you for these magic tools that only the coach can do. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, that's the mission, right? Like self-agency. How do you support people um, to come to a place where they they have their own toolkit. And that doesn't mean to say that someone comes to one session and you just give them a quick rundown of like, okay, so here you go. And here's your steps, one to 10, have a nice life. Mm -hmm. Like people, like coaching, coaching is there for life and coaching, like there's many different variations of coaches that can support you through so many different experiences, things that are happening in your life. Maybe you don't see a coach for six months, one year, but then I don't know, something arises and you need to, you want, well, not need to, but like you, you choose to go back um, and you'll learn something new. Uh, but I mean, even today for, for a client, um, she's, she's, she's got something happening this week. And I just sent her a video message with EFT explaining, this is what you're going to do. This is, this is the process. 
this is what you're going to say. This is how you're laid it all out for her, like a seven minute video. And now she has that, that she can use whenever she wants. Mm -hmm. And I mean, with EFT, of course you can go on YouTube, you'll find loads of videos, um, but not all of them are necessarily following the same process that we're, we're taught, um, good nor bad. We're not like, there's no labels there, but there is just like with a lot of things, there's maybe one way, which is a little bit more, more powerful and personal. And then there's your generic things again, not good nor bad, but, um, yeah, just, just to kind of share that from, yeah, we're not like the gatekeepers for, you know, the, your future We're we're opening the door for you and guiding you through to have a look also at what resonates with you, because maybe someone doesn't like EFT and so it's not going to feel good for them. And so it's not going to be powerful, but yeah, just kind of sharing sharing what we have so people can actually create their own toolkit for self-service, yeah. not to help others because you need to go and get your own, like go, go do your work and go through the process to be, if you want to be a coach. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Coaching is about empowering our clients. It's not about being the expert. It's not about saying the right thing. It's not about knowing all this stuff. It's not about giving advice. It's not about telling your client what's to do. It's about saying, Hey, here's how you can find your own solutions or even better. How do you think you can find your own solutions? And here are some tools to help you along the way. Um, I think a lot of coaches don't necessarily know that. I think maybe because of the Instagram space, online space, where we're all told to be the expert, be a thought leader, be an expert, be this, be that. And be the authority. <laughs> yeah. Like, like we're here to just tell our clients what to do and they have to depend on us and we have to show that we know everything. Like there's a time and a place for that. I think when, when potential clients maybe will come to your Instagram and see that, oh, this person does know a lot about NLP. Great. I'm going to do a training with her. And then there's a difference between me being in a session with a client and being like, um, no, this is how you have to do it. I'm the expert. I know how to do this. So this is the actions that you're going to take in your life. Like that's, that's the wrong way. Let's just call that the wrong way. Um, yes. <laughs> let's just call a spade a spade. <laughs> yeah. So as you were learning these tools and, and things like that did, and things like that, as you were learning these tools, I'm doing really good with words today. Um, as you were learning all of these things, did anything stand out to you the most or a lot? You mean in terms of like which tool was the most? Yeah, like as you were learning like NLP, in hypnosis, time techniques, EFT in the creative coach method, were there any or was there one that stood out to you the most or that you connected with the most? Sure. You know, I found NLP, I understood the theory, but practical wise, like it takes a bit of time. And even now it's still, it's still a process and it's still a learning um, because it's big, right? It's language. And it's like learning a whole other language in a way. Um, I think the one that really struck me the most was hypnosis. Um, but if I look really across all of them, maybe less about EFT, but what really struck me was the power of the subconscious mind and understanding the fact that we are just running on programs and we are not defined by those programs. Like we can change the programs just like you change uh, your Netflix show. Like 
we have the power to do that. It may not be as easy as changing something on Netflix, but it also is that easy. You know, it's not necessarily a difficult process. Um, it just comes down to to you as an individual and and what energy you want to put behind it. Uh, but yeah, for me, hypnotherapy was the most really stuck out. I don't know if that's because as, as I was younger, I used to love these like stage hypnotherapy, which is not the same just to like <laughs> clarify, but like, I love this kind of magic um, feeling. I don't know if that's why I was more drawn to it, but I think because it's so powerful at really working with the subconscious, this is where I was like, that's, that's my jam. <laughs> yeah, that's where I want to be. Hypnosis is really awesome. I think when you learn how simple it actually is, like it's simple in a way that once you learn how to do it, it becomes simple very quickly. Obviously there's steps to learn how to do it properly and you need to know how to do it properly. Um, but once you do, it's, it's so simple in application. And I think that's just it. It's just such a simple tool to use with your clients, but it has such profound effects it's, I've experienced it like even before I even was a trainer of NLP um, and hypnosis. I had experienced hypnosis a long time ago and it changed my life um, for a fear of flying. Like nothing too crazy. It was a fear of flying. Um, and I think that's why so many people are drawn to hypnosis because we are maybe led to think that it's this like woo woo magic. Oh my gosh, what's going on? And then we do it and we're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. It's so quick, so simple, and so powerful. Yes, I love it. And it's it's one of those I think what I love really is how personal you can you can make it for somebody. I mean, you can make all of the techniques. They are, they have to all be personal, right? But I I love the the process of hypnosis of of even, you know, going ch- chatting with a client and asking them how they feel about hypnosis and then showing them what it actually is and showing them how powerful they're their mind is and that their body is really just like, I love all of it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, So how did you envision weaving the tools that you learned inside Creative Coach into the other modalities that you have, that you're trained in? What was that process like for you? Like, let's say even as you were learning, were the wheels turning as you were learning the techniques? Were they, I don't, you know, I think they were, I'm trying to remember. I know it wasn't that long ago, but I'm trying to remember back. I think they were, it was more. So what I love, like I'm a, I'm a structure woman. Like I love a good structure. I love um, really knowing the steps and having a bit of a, a box as a good foundation, as a good way to be like, I am grounded I've, I know my stuff, like I've got this always, it's like my safety net to always come back to, um, but also to build on top. And, and as we were learning, I think it was also in the hypnosis, I was learning psychedelic breath at the same time. And I was also really deep in Dr. Joe Dispenza's work as well. So it all just kind of flowed in and clicked together. And I was thinking about what I do with the breath work and how that supports people in connecting more to higher self. And we started learning about the brain waves and the limbic system and emotional blockages and all sorts of stuff. 
And then I was learning the same things for hypnotherapy when it comes to brainwaves and the trance state. And this is where we can make changes in the unconscious. And this was where the biggest, I think, turn for me was like, oh, how, how can I combine these two in the most powerful way to really make deep change for people? Um, I think the breath work piece is especially psychedelic, breath, not just psychedelic breath, but especially psychedelic breath because it's really activating the nervous. It's actually an upregulation of the nervous system. Um, so if, if you're guiding somebody one-on-one, you've already had the interview, you've had the conversation with them about what they want to achieve. You can guide them really beautifully through their breathwork cycles to support any emotional release that needs to, to happen. Um, of course, being making sure that, you know, ecology is in place, it's safe for them, it's safe for people, it's safe for the world, because again, we're not trauma therapists here, um, but really supporting them with, with what they're doing. And then that helps them to already get into a really deep trance state. So we're already breaking through from the conscious mind, breaking through the analytical mind, and we're already in the subconscious, which is where the biggest shifts are going to happen. Um, and then I follow the breath work with the hypnotherapy and they're already in this receiving phase, right? They've done all of this breath work. They've been moving things, stuff is shifting. And then they start to lay down to receive and they're just going to be receiving that that's all they have to do. Um, and for me with clients, like this has been the most powerful shifts that have happened for them because after that, they also get the recording of the hypnotherapy and they get to listen to that for, for 21 days, just again, to make sure that things are really, um, you know, we're firing and wiring different neural pathways in the brain and in the body so that, that the, the new behaviors, the new ways that they want to be really stick. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I've, I've experienced a breathwork session or a psychedelic breath session with you. Can you walk us through just a little bit about what it's like when you do a psychedelic breath session and then a hypnotic language at the end, just like maybe a step-by-step, -step, even for someone who has no idea what breath work is. Sure. So this particular breath work, so I mean, how the process looks, let's say it can take about two hours just to give a, a bit of a time frame there. It's not like a 30 minute, like in and out. Um, so I have to explain with you like what the technique is. We do a, a warm up uh, to make sure that the lungs are, you know, we're starting to expand and really drop into the body. Um, this is also where the embodiment piece can come in really powerfully. Um, I'll talk about that in, in just a moment. Then, yeah, I will share with you the techniques. There's some contraindications for this practice because it is super powerful. So it's, it's not, it's not for everybody, but if it's not for you, there is alternatives. There's more gentle breath work that still has a very powerful and, and potent effect. Then we go through the, the breath work cycles and they're combined with, with music. So I, depending on the person and their, you know, I get a feel also for them usually, or I just take a feeling if it's a, not a one-on-one -on -one client, but just like a group class, like based on a topic, but there's music to accompany you. And it's a combination of rapid rhythmic breathing and breath retention. And as you're doing this process, you're actually exhaling out a lot of CO2 from the body and 70% of our toxins are released through the breath. So we start to change our blood pH, which makes it more alkaline because we're getting rid of CO2, which is acidic. Um, this supports the body with inflammation because inflammation cannot thrive in an alkaline environment. 
Um, we can support the immune system. If you know, like Wim Hof's breath work that he does also with the cold therapy and meditation, really powerful to support the immune system. And yeah, we, we just kind of go, we go through these, these cycles. And then at the end, there's usually a couple of minutes of just resting. So it's more of a, a chill song. Let's just say there's no, not really any vocals. And then what I like to do is I put, um, like theta brainwave music on to again, support from another sense. Um, yeah. Another sense of, of to support the client to, to just stay, stay deep, let's mm-hmm. say, because for example, if someone like knocks on the door or whatever, you can be a little, it's not going to like change the hypnotherapy. Like it's still going to be fine because you're still in control, but just to really immerse them in the experience. And then once they're there, I will proceed with the the hypnosis. So this is really relaxing the body, really bringing the attention into each part of the body. Um, And then we go through the hypnotherapy, which when it comes to embodiment, this is the the first part of the process. It's like visualization. Um, So we start to like get them to visualize like where they want to be and then get them to really feel it as well. This is the second part of embodiment. And then the last part of embodiment is actually becoming the embodiment piece. Like you no longer need to think about it. Like you just are it. And this would be the end, the idea, for example, um, after the hypnotherapy, why they listen to the, the hypnosis for 21 days, because that's them, like we said, like rewiring, refiring so that they really become it, become what they want to be. Did that answer the question? It did. Yes. <laughs> okay. Perfect. I love it. I love hearing how you've really created your own tool that you can share with your clients and combining all these different tools that you are trained in. I honestly love hearing this. Like this is one of the biggest things that I want to get across to anyone, to any coach, not just creative coach students, but to any coach is be unique. It's so okay for you to be unique and create your own thing and incorporate all of the the cool things that you know. And so I love hearing your process behind how you figured it out and like put the pieces together in your head and like even going through the process with you, the psychedelic breath session and the hypnotic language at the end is an amazing process. Like I loved it. Um, So I love hearing how you've done it. And it's so cool to see that you've put like you put so much care into it um, and really thinking about your clients. So you definitely answered the question. I love hearing about it. Um, As you were doing this, did you have any challenges, any, like, let's say, I I hate the word blocks. So let's not even use that, but like fears, doubts, concerns, anything like that come up when you were putting this all together? Because I know for a lot of people, they will have fears like imposter syndrome, or I haven't seen anyone else do this or yada, yada, yada. Did you have any of that when you were kind of like making your own? Yes, but it wasn't because of making my own. It was because I was new. So it was still just like, um, probably a little bit of imposter syndrome for a while before I got really like, like comfortable with myself and like, no, like this is what I've chosen to do. And, and I, this is what I'm here, here to do. And I really believe that. Um, I did have like, when I first put this together, I gave some 
some free sessions to people just to get feedback and to get some testimonials and this kind of thing. Um, and one of the the people that I worked with uh, was a man and it didn't resonate with him at all. Uh, not like not the breath work, not the hypnotherapy, uh, but this was actually a really beautiful opportunity for me to learn that my client's results are not my results. They're not a reflection of my skill set or um, who I am or anything like this. It's just like, that was his, that was his result. And, and that's okay. Like that. And it's okay that it didn't work out for him the way that he had hoped. So that's probably it's less of about a fear, but more just the biggest learning, because I know that I think if that had happened to me like two years beforehand, I would have gone down this like slippery slope of like, I'm a failure and I'm not meant to be doing this. And I'm just going to stay miserable my whole life in my corporate job. And, you know, I would have gone on that scale and and to be probably actually doing the creative coach method training and learning things like NLP is what helped me to reframe and to understand that yeah my 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 clients results are their own like they're empowered for their own results and that's also the really important thing with with coaching is to know that you're there as the guide but you are not the one giving giving the results. You're just guiding them through and they're taking, which is awesome. It's empowering them, right? It's not mm-hmm. um, anything aside from that, but yeah. Yeah. That's such a powerful realization for you to have there to realize. And I kind of want to dig into this just a l- like a little bit deeper here, because something is coming up for me um, that I think is important to share is that you can't put someone else's result as your result. Like you cut, it's like you're crossing, you're doing, I'm seeing this like crisscross of lines here. Like what's that thing where in school you had to, you had like all the different words and they were mismatched. And then you had to draw a line to like the correct word or something Mm -hmm. like you, this is kind of the thing that I'm seeing right now. You can't put someone else's result as your result of your action, your action produced your result. Your action was you did a session with your client and your result was you learned something. The session, the client's action was they attended a breathwork session and his result was it didn't produce the result he wanted or whatever, you know, you can't cross them over in either direction. So that's a really profound insight for you. And yeah, I want to just kind of go back a few steps. You said you ha- had maybe a little bit of imposter syndrome until you got comfortable and you like, you were like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I've chosen. What did you have to do to get to that place? Mm. So as somebody who, and it's still a process that I am working on, gets validation from things outside of me, looking for the evidence, like if there's no evidence, then, you know, obviously I'm not meant to be doing it. That's, that's been the whole process. And for me, um, it was spending more time with my own, with my own, with myself, with my tools, carving out time in my day to do my practices that connect me to myself deeply. That was what shifted because imposter syndrome, like it's going to be there at some point it will come up again. Like I have no doubt. Um, but this is when calling on my tools that I have in my toolkit is, you know, these moments of crisis, 
okay, this is the time where I'm like, okay, this is the moment tools. Let's go. Like, what am I going to use today? Um, so overcoming that was, yeah, it was really just about turning inwards instead of always looking outwards because we always think that like everybody's looking at us and everybody's paying attention and they're just mostly not. And, and mostly like what we are showing on the outside, like nobody knows what's really happening on the inside and on the inside is our job, right? That's our job to look after us and to, to make sure that we're okay and to be compassionate towards ourselves and to, um, and to love ourselves and to carve out time and space for ourselves. And that was, yeah, I don't, I think I went on a slight tangent here as usual, but, um, yeah, overcoming the imposter is really more about being with yourself and leaning back into, to trust that you've made the decision for a reason. I mean, you can also go on the whole other side and say, you know, which I say a lot, like if you didn't dream it, like if you dream it, it's because it's meant for you. Like if it crosses your mind space and through your heart space, it's meant for you. It's not by accident. I mean, maybe as a, you know, you wanted to be a pirate, like I'm not going to say that I recommend that, you know, that is there for your future, but you really know within yourself if it's the right choice. And there's going to be moments where things are, the hill is a little steeper and it's going to be a bit more challenging to walk up. But as I said, this is when you, you call on your tools that you already have um, to support yourself through those moments. And what works for me a lot now is actually just knowing that I've been through these similar moments and like, you know, like I said, before we started our call and you're like, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm just so in, like, I just love everything right now. Like, I'm just smiling a lot this week. Like, I don't know, like, it's just big shifts. And I'm trying to consciously remember like, okay, what is this feeling? How's how, what's going on in my body? So that when I am again in this time of need, I can tap back into what that was to, to guide me through. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love the tangents. I think <laughs> I'm such a tangent talker. It's so bad. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Me too. Me too. Every time I get onto a podcast episode where I'm like recording a solo episode, I'm like, okay, by the way, everyone, there's going to be lots of tangents. Like just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> disclaimer. Yeah. Might not talk about actual title. <laughs> <laughs> I should call my podcast the tangent podcast. And it's just me going on tangents all the time. Um, like this one right now. Anyway, um, I could talk about this kind of stuff for, for a really long time. Um, but I'm going to to leave it here. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us and sharing your experience um, of what it was like in Create a Coach and how you've incorporated incorporated these things into your business and how you're making it your own. Can you let everyone know where they can find you? Absolutely. My main hang place is Instagram, of course. Um, it's at I am what is my name? I am Jenny Ann, J-E-N-N-I-A-N-N-E. This is going to have everything there that you need. There's like that little link, which takes you to the website, takes you to the podcast, takes you to weekly, everything. So I would just say there. Okay, cool. And can you tell everyone the name of your podcast? Yes. It, what is the name of my podcast? It is a uh, heart, soul, and magic. So it changed this year. It used to be the self-love show, which I loved. But of course, as I evolved and grew, sometimes we have to evolve our business as well. So heart, soul, and magic. 
Love it. Okay, cool. Thank you so much again. And I'll leave all of the links and important details in the show notes. So if you want to go and check Jenny out, you can do that. Thank you so much for being here, Jenny. Thank you so much. This is awesome. <laughs>